3: Hello and welcome to the PH Nutrition podcast. My name is Luke. I'm one of the coaches here with PH Nutrition, and today I am delighted to be joined by both coaches Liam and Klaus. Liam,
1: how are we doing? First of all, oh, I'm very good, mate. I'm looking forward to to diving into this one because um, I think it's very useful. I think it can, it can be a bit of confusion around daytime training. So yeah, I'm there very you go. Good you've
3: mate. jumped ahead. A chat. Before I've even had a time oh, yeah, to tell I everyone what we're talking <laughs> so about, you've so jumped keen. ahead. We're going to so catch key. up with Loz and then we'll <laughs> tell them all what we're talking about as well. So Loz, how are you doing?
2: I am really good. Thank you. Looking forward to having a little chat.
3: Good. Awesome. And what we are having a chat about, the, the more acute of you, astute of you will have noticed, we're going to be talking about daytime training today. So those of you that kind of train around lunchtime or that early afternoon spot, we talked about kind of morning training a couple of podcasts ago. So this one, we're just kind of getting into how to feel properly for if you are training in the day. How to know if you are eating enough the right stuff um and when basically. So we're gonna dive into all of that. So we'll kick things off first of all. Uh guys, how do we know if we haven't necessarily fueled right? What are some kind of good examples of coming into that training session at either lunchtime or that early afternoon and we haven't fueled right? What's that gonna feel like to us?
2: Yeah, I'll jump in. Well, it's 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 pretty it's quite simple really. Like, you know, you get into similar similar to if you listen to the morning training podcast, it's kind of you know, if you get halfway through that session and you find that you are flagging, you haven't managed to, you know, you didn't get the list, you had made the list of the percentages that you were, made, you were wanting to lift or, you know, you get to the ward and halfway through the ward, it might be 15 minute AMRAP and, you know, you've just you're absolutely flagged. And then, you know, following on from that, if you sort of get hit that mid-afternoon and late afternoon, it would be this, I guess, and you're feeling super flat. And you get to hit that four o'clock at three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Say you've done the lunch on class, hit that three thirty, four o'clock, and you're absolutely dead. You know, not able to concentrate on your work, you know, feeling like you need a you know, a sugar hit, make maybe a ca- a coffee or something like that, just to kind of get you through the afternoon. Um, that would be the two kind of biggest things I think that would generally indicate that you haven't gone into a session with enough food in there. Boom.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I think daytime training is a is an ideal opportunity. To go into sessions feeling fueled but often the case is there's a little bit of confusion around it and we often see people like say either it's feeling really sluggish to, especially towards the end of the class and uh and i think this this meal structure side of things that we're going to kind of cover i think is, is really essential hopefully we can provide some you know guidelines on that because i think a disrupted meal structure because it's obviously put right over when you normally eat lunch I think sometimes when we go and like, oh, well, this is when I eat lunch. So when do I eat before or when do I eat after? And it's like, should I eat lunch now? It's like 3 p.m. You know, and all of these things, I think can often cause a lot of confusion. Definitely.
3: definitely. And I think like you've said there, Liam, to echo, I personally, I train in the day and I think daytime training is where you can go into sessions feeling the most fueled and you've got kind of a really good opportunity to obviously refuel well afterwards because you can sandwich stuff with food, right? You've got a couple of kind of no yeah, there we go. No pun intended. You've got a couple of kind of feeding points beforehand, breakfast, mid-morning snack, maybe even lunch if you do train in that kind of mid-afternoon bit as well. And obviously you've got plenty of time to get some proper feeds in afterwards. So there's some really good opportunity if you do train during the day to absolutely dial in your fueling. But like Liam said, talking about structure there, you can kind of get caught in the middle, stuck in the middle, not really sure when to eat, what to eat, when to have that big lunch and that kind of thing. So structure-wise, what would you guys recommend is going to be best? Let's start off with those people that train in the lunchtime class, so that kind of twelve to one, and um, that kind of time frame. When should we be
1: in? Yeah, I, I think it kind of comes down to two two variations. I think what we often say to people is you have got to work back from your session, but it also depends on when you get up. You know, if you're getting up at six a.m. You know, 7 a.m., then you've got quite a long time before your session. So that's when we would probably advise you to be eating twice, whether that's breakfast and a snack. You know, so again, if you took that bird's eye view, you're not going to be properly eating post workout until quarter past two or two o'clock, quarter past two. You know, if you're doing the 12 till one class. So if you're only eating once, then, you know, that's a long time that you're up six, seven, eight hours before you're only eating kind of one meal. And that might work for you. But again, if you're starting to experience these symptoms, then I would definitely advise you to kind of eat breakfast then work back from your workouts at 12 o'clock and then maybe 90 minutes, two hours, having a snack at so 10, 10.30. Having that, rather than being reactive and grabbing something, you know, just before you're going into the session at like 10 to 12, you know, try to be proactive with it. Because it's going to give you a lot more balance in the day. It's going to going to reduce that kind of real low energy availability uh, and hopefully going to make you uh, train a lot better on that. If you get up late, then obviously then your time frames are smaller. So then you can be like, oh, okay, you could just eat breakfast. Or for some people that really don't like eating first thing, I would then push breakfast back. So then you can be eating at 9, 930 you know and that's going to give you if it's substantial enough that's going to give you enough fuel like if you're someone that like doesn't like to to snack beforehand then that's totally cool but you've got to ensure that you're eating enough in that one meal then so it's a little bit of personal preference but i i would say like look ideally if you're really struggling with performance like like lost said if you're flagging then i would eat twice if you're feeling good and you know you're you're kind of getting through things and you know, play around with it maybe you just eat once but yeah they're, they're my thoughts on it nice.
3: Awesome. And obviously with the timings wise, sort of ticked off for that class, boom, tick, what kind of stuff should we be having in those feeds? So as you said, if you're having that kind of one big feed beforehand, what kind of stuff should you be going for? If it's two, what should they look like as well? The kind of breakfast and the sort of snack before that as well?
1: Yeah, I think think the breakfast, because it's like, you know, it could be two hours before, we always like to employ a bit of balance. So a balance of macronutrients. So, you know, protein, carbs, fats, nice balance of it. Rather than being like skewed in terms of really high carbohydrate or really kind of high fat, I just think that if you can get that balance, it's going to say, start your, start your day well with a, with a nice bit of protein, which is always essential, um, but provide, you know, with a little bit of carbohydrates and a, you know, a nice balance of fat. So you shouldn't then feel kind of like super stuffed or super hungry like an hour later. So that's how I would set breakfast up. I'm talking, you know, like scrambled eggs on toast with some beans we're talking you know an eggs and bagel we're talking overnight oats with some some flaxseed or nut butter like again you've got to be thinking where's my protein source? where's my carb source? you know and uh where's my fat source? and just trying to to you know figure out something that you're consistent with i think breakfast is something that you know the day the day doesn't get in the way you know social events normally don't get in the way of breakfast so i think it's a meal that you can kind of take control of that's how i set breakfast up if you're going to eat a snack pre-workout, again, then you're just on that sliding scale. So kind of fats should come down a little bit. Protein should come down a little bit. And carbohydrates should just slide up a little bit. That's how I would approach it. So, you know, if you don't feel like eating again, you can use something liquid-based. So, yeah, it could be a smoothie. It could be like a shake even a banana. You know, it could be a small bar, something like a naked bar. You know, it doesn't have to be big, but it's got to be a little bit more skewed to so just slightly higher carbohydrate. And again, this is something that I like to encourage people to play around with. And once you find a couple of options, you know, don't make it varied. If if you can figure out when you feel good in a session, we've all had those sessions where we feel good, you know, note that down and make that more consistent, you know. And, and I think, you know, putting that variety away from the sessions is advised, but going into it, that's what I would uh, advise.
3: Fantastic. Tons of of useful stuff there in terms of what people should be going for when they're attacking those lunchtime sessions. Obviously, a couple of us, so me and Loz included, we quite like to train after lunch, early afternoon. So slightly different there, potentially more of an opportunity to get some feeds in. Los, I know that's kind of when you tend to train. So walk us through kind of the structure in terms of if you're training that early afternoon, so post lunch, how you should be breaking that down, having lunch before, how long you should potentially leave before training, what that kind of looks like. Take it away.
2: Yeah, so sort of Liam kind of highlighted that, you know, if you were in to come and do the kind of the lunchtime class, you generally, by the time you wake up, you have time to either eat once, maybe fit in a snack before you hit the 12 o'clock class. With If you're training sort of mid-afternoon, say 2.33 o'clock, you then potentially have a couple of extra hours to add in um, another, another seat, okay? And so potentially having your lunch before you train. So it could kind of work two ways if you are an early riser. And you wake up early. It might be that you have your breakfast, okay? So something like what Liam said, exit, and toast, something along those lines. balance, protein, carbs, and fats. And then at lunchtime, so in that mid morning. So if you've had that really early and you feel like you need a snack, having something mid morning again, sort of a balanced snack, protein, carbs, and fats. Um, and then heading into lunch, you, will, you kind of want to leave a couple of hours before you before you train. So good, three, you know, if you're if you're having a meal, ideally you want to leave sort of two, three, yeah, at least three kind of three hours before you've got your in your training so that gives you the opportunity to then have lunch sort of around that 12 o'clock mark so it might be a little bit early but if you wanted to get in a good meal before you go 12 o'clock could be a good time if you're training at say two thirty, three o'clock um and again sort of that balanced that balance sort of that balanced meal so again sort of protein carbs and fats maybe something that's a bit less kind of a um, bit more so sort of rice something that's going to help sort of get into your system a little bit faster a little bit less fibrous i guess so um, you know, not having as many veggies perhaps, but you're sort of loading up with sort of sweet potato, you know, a bit of rice, a bit of chicken, something along those lines, or um and that will kind of get you ready. That'll be enough to sort of give you enough time there to kind of digest all that and kind of use that fuel then to then fuel your afternoon session. Okay. Um so then you can go into your session, you've you've had enough time to kind of digest that food, and your body can then utilize what you've what you've just taken in, um, and then you sort of get you through that two thirty to four, four thirty PM session in the afternoon.
3: Boom. Amazing. And I think a really important point that you've made there, Loz, is obviously thinking about the type of food that you're taking in, the type of carbs, not going for kind of too much fiber. Sometimes we see people maybe even training too soon after lunch and eating stuff that is just going to sit in their stomach for too long as well. And anybody that has ever done burpees or even worse, handstand push-ups with a full old stomach knows that that is not an enjoyable thing whatsoever. Um, and obviously anything that's going to kind of detract from you being present in that session, is going to affect that session as well, right? So if you're just thinking about how uncomfortably full yeah. you feel, it's never going to be a good session. There. So that's kind of like a, a common mistake that we sometimes see um, happening, especially that early afternoon training. Liam, any other kind of common mistakes that we see yeah. with regards to kind of fueling for daytime training as well?
1: I think uh, in terms of actual mistakes. Like what goes going in for like pre workout kind of side of things or, or, after hey, let's go well. for
3: both. We've talked a lot about pre, so let's talk about post workout yeah, as well. That kind pre- of refeed that recovery.
1: Yeah. Just to like for, for the pre workout, like I said, you, you touched on it there. There's either, you know, people thinking about, you know, what they're going to eat post workout during the session and just getting through and being like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. I'm just going to, you know, smash so much food afterwards, you know, and that, that fatigue sets in earlier than what we want. Or people are eating too close to to their workouts. You know that maybe happens at you know you, you kind of said about two thirty one, but Luke, you train about yeah. one thirty, don't you? five. and I think that's a big time where people kind of say, "Well, it's lunchtime; I should be eating lunch." Whereas, again, like that might be only an hour before, an hour and a half before, and I think that's when there's a bit of confusion. So, all I encourage people to do is map out, map out their stuff, and work back from your workout. Don't work forward; work back from it and i think that's a really nice way to kind of structure daytime training because if you can do that then you're never going to kind of get caught short either eating too little or eating too much <laughs> so that's what i, I would uh, i would say in terms of common mistakes big big thing big 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 thing um what do you do 130 because this is also a time that people kind of maybe train as well like more pts more coaches when the, you know the class is done but again, that kind of be a bit of a Definitely, twilight zone. Yeah.
3: And and what to... I kind of end up doing is I'm one of those people that tends to have, instead of kind of, you know, the classic three breakfast, lunch, dinner, main meals, I'm much more of a four kind of a main meal person. And that looks, what that looks like in my day is it's Egg. like big breakfast when I wake up. And then every millennial's favorite word, I'll have brunch. So at like 11 to about two and a half hours before I tend to train, it'll be something like bagels with eggs, with some obviously tomato, spinach, that kind of stuff as well. Um, Different to my normal breakfast because variety is key. So my normal breakfast will be like, you know, overnight oats or protein shake, that kind of thing. Um, Obviously with tons of good stuff in there as well, not just a protein shake. And then, yeah, the bagel for brunch. And then that kind of sets me up ready to attack. And then I will have a post-training to make sure that I'm kind of getting some stuff in relatively quickly as well. And then I'll end up having another kind of small, I mm. guess the meal that you would normally call lunch that would just traditionally be, you know, something like a chicken salad wrap or... A protein source good quality a decent carb source kind of like mid-afternoon mm. and then i tend to eat my dinner quite late as well so that tends to be how i split it up is with instead of the three big meals i'll have kind of four um, meals and then that one kind of snack afterwards that tends to be you know high protein get some carbs in there nice and quick so that i'm not going in feeling too full yeah. and stodgy and also i'm a millennial right yeah. so i love brunch
1: you love brunch but that is a very very similar way to where i set my nutrition up i train at 9 30 so you know it's almost a bit of a hybrid isn't it it's not really it is morning but you know I, it's not really daytime but i would eat breakfast bagels eggs beans pretty much every day because i'm up early do you know what I mean i'm up early with my son and so then post workout i'm eating a massive bowl of yogurt fruit granola you know peanut uh, butter around 11 11 30 but then my lunch is always two o'clock 2 and again that's like typical lunch couple of wraps you know whatever and then i would eat then again in the evening so i, I might snack at like 5 p.m if we're not going to eat within it, it would be something you know uh, so we're pushing dinner back to 7 seven thirty. so i might snack again but that four meals is a kind of you know a, a way that i think yeah. It's fine to do. I think sometimes for me, I can be going down the route. If I start snacking, I, you know, end up not really feeling hungry, not really feeling full. And I think that's a big thing in terms of kind of post-workout, isn't it? Like what to do after that. Like if you don't, if you go down that route of just having like, I oh, will just have a shake because it's too late now. I'm going to eat dinner soon. We'll just have a snack. And then you end up like two, three snacks. Whereas actually, like Luke said, if you can have a shake, but then have something proper, like proper whole food, then uh, then I think that's going to be a better thing and like say removing meal timings uh, sorry meal names you know is probably a good thing it's just about meal one. It's a bit of a bodybuilders thing that (laughs) isn't it you know
3: (laughs) bodybuilders that used to have six meals. Yeah yeah
1: maybe that's what six meals always six meals never five. So So, yeah I think I think that's definitely something that people can kind of use and I think post-workout regardless of the time that you're finishing whether that's you know, kind of one thirty that you're going to be eating, and that's like, okay, cool. You can have lunch, have a snack, have dinner. Do you know what I mean that's a nice meal structure? So you've eaten breakfast, you know, or and or snack in the morning, and then you've eaten lunch, snack, dinner. Or again, if it's slightly later, so maybe it's twelve thirty class or one o'clock class, or you're training then, again, maybe employing that four meals or four feeds. Plus or minus a shake and a snack would be a really sensible way to approach things, as opposed to I've eaten three meals and three snacks, or four snacks and two meals. Do you know what I mean it's it's that approach that we really find that when people get that correct, that actually that mid-afternoon hunger that kind of uh, you know lost listed to at the start actually is diminished. It's not there because you're actually eating enough. So. Uh, Definitely something for people to to look into, you know, that post-workout, making sure that you don't just get back to your desk and then drive straight into meetings, you know. I don't know, guys, if you see that, like with, with people, you know, finishing class, rushing out, shower, bang, they're back at the desk and then meetings yeah. all afternoon and then all of a sudden they'll get to like 4 p.m. and they've like not eating yeah. you know and they're trying to grab something can we never want to make good choices then do we so, so real essential point if you want to make yeah. good progress with your training having
3: something actually substantial the there definitely like we said before like you said about you know not yeah. just grabbing just a whey protein shake that is 120 calories or whatever but something that is substantial that is gonna fill you up get that recovery process pro- yeah. uh, process started again Um, yeah ideal stop you from feeling hungry all day definitely i think it's worth pointing out as well there that yeah
1: would you mean? someone go, go on. I was just going to ask. What? Are you
2: like? Generally, you will have. Um, I go for a protein yogurt and a, and some granola. So it's not like it's not a full meal because I then go into classes in the evening. But it's enough to kind of like that. Like we had that so of like post workout thing. So I'm not just chugging down a shake. But it's a, it's something a little bit more. It's, it's a bit more than a shake. Than... But I, I I generally have quite a small window in which to eat. So I don't want, at the same time I don't want to be because I know my digestion's a little bit you know you just come out of training session and so I need something that's kind of easily digestible. So having a protein yogurt. A bit of granola, sometimes a bit of fruit, Um, that's easy enough to kind of get down to digest, to get into my system, to get that recovery process happening so that even though I'm then sort of moving into classes or into my evening shift, that I'm not going home and wanting to rip out the cupboards because I haven't had dinner or something like that. So, you know, that, yeah, that kind of gets me, like I said, it gets me through. I could probably, I honestly could probably use a bit of an improvement in my afternoon snacks. Like you guys are just give me some really good ideas. So I think I need to kind of, yeah, But, it's, but, thing but is
1: you've I have, eaten enough. You've eaten enough in the day. That's the that's thing. The thing. And so my day pre- starts,
2: well, my day starts quite that's early. So I, start at about, so I start about, so I have breakfast at about six. I then have lunch. Sorry, I have a snack at about 10 o'clock. I then have my lunch at 12. And then I've got yeah, my afternoon session. Enough. So I've gone, I've already yes. had three meals before I then go into my training session in the afternoon. So it, I honestly, yeah. I don't, I don't actually, you know, that, that sort of snack, it does actually tide me over. And it does actually kind of get me through into yeah. that, into the evening so that, yeah it's it's good yeah and and this is something that i know liam
3: has said a lot and that rings true in my mind as well that post-workout feed is important definitely but it's less important if you've had enough food throughout the day and you're kind of fueled there then it can be something like you said loz that kind of protein yogurt that granola obviously the issue that people sometimes see with morning training is if they don't have something beforehand that post-workout feed then so much more important um i mean it's still very important yeah. but that would want to be a lot more substantial uh to carry you over obviously so yeah some really good points i think it's worth pointing out as well that the um, four meals per day structure that i kind of briefly mentioned there obviously i'm I'm aware that um us being kind of nutritionists, not necessarily having that office nine to five we've got that privilege almost to be able to have different meal timings train at different times of the day as well so it's one of those where you need to find something that fits in with your day not just your day of training but with your day of works and where you're going to have that opportunity as well Um, and so if you do fancy going down that kind of four meals per day route there probably will be some planning involved in that definitely thinking about okay what are the easiest kind of timings of meals that i can have what the easiest types of meals that can fit in with those timings as well to make sure that you can attack it but the thing that i like about it as well which i think is super important is breakfast and dinner are still kind of like normal sociable meals like that it doesn't mean that I can't sit down in yeah. the evening and have dinner with my girlfriend like a normal human being um it's just those kind of two meals in the middle of the day slightly mm-hmm. different cuz i know they're going to maximize my training and my recovery from that training as well so it's one of those mm-hmm. where yeah you don't have to necessarily eat to normal conventions of breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, but you want it to work for you for sure. Um, And you want to be consistent with it. I think that's another really important thing that we should mention is find that structure that works for you and stick with it. The more you kind of change it one day to another, the less your body will, like, it's amazing kind of how sensitive sometimes our digestive systems can be. Like I know if that kind of timing is thrown out for whatever reason, if I train at a different time, that I I can feel it in my gut sometimes as well, where like I'll feel a little bit more bloated yeah. or know that I've not had enough fuel as well. So finding a structure and being consistent with it is so, yeah. so key.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right with the digestion side of things. I think a lot of our clients that maybe experience digestive issues such as constipation or bloating, we don't necessarily contribute it to meal structure and meal timings. And they might go, oh, it's because I ate gluten or oh, I was because I ate dairy. Whereas maybe it's because you didn't give your digestive system a break and you've snacked three, four times today in the, in a four hour window in the afternoon. Or that you've stressed your gut by not giving it any food and then plowed it with caffeine, you know, before your workout and then done a hard training session. So I think you guys there, both of us, all three of us, like I say, have experienced, like I experience digestive issues if I don't get my. My timing's correct or the type of foods. And I think it's a really kind of important thing to say, like luke said, you need to find something like a structure that works in like say your your lifestyle. And the thing that we find is that when people are consistent with the nutrition, it allows us to make better interventions. If it's random every day, if you have to make a choice about nutrition every day, man, we make enough decisions about food anyway. Like if you keep having, if you don't know what you eat before your workout. If you don't have two to three options, get them. Like find out what works. Well, find out what you feel good at eating before a workout. Find out what you feel good on post-workout. You know, like do it. Like Luke, I know you say he always finds like you see smoothie bar wrap. It, it, it works because you feel good on it. Like why would you end up trying to think like come out of your session and be like, right, okay. Now, what am I going to eat today? like if you can do a little bit of planning and find it like it's, it's a really empower, empowered thing and my last point on that afternoon post-workout daytime training is often people can be a little bit scared to eat like a meal and why i asked you laws is like what what do you eat we can be scared to eat something like big at like 2 30 3 o'clock because we're, like, oh, we're gonna eat dinner dinner soon it's not it's past lunch whereas if you really think about it you still got maybe four four five hours four and a half hours like until you eat, you know, your your evening meal, potentially, like that is enough time. It doesn't have to be a 900 calorie meal. It can be something like you say, like Luke said there, whole food, play around with the amounts, but don't be scared. You've just stressed your body. So you need to refuel. So um, again, a little bar or, what you know, a 120 calorie shake probably isn't going to cut it. And you get to that five o'clock and you're like, ooh, <laughs> I'm hungry. You know, refuel at the correct times and, and body's going can thank yeah. you.
3: Amazing. What a place to finish on. Let's call it there, guys. I think, obviously, um, we've broken down tons of kind of structures, types of food to go for, for the pre and the post and the daytime training. So I think there's lots of stuff that people can take from this if you train at a certain time during the day and we haven't necessarily touched on you or you think hey, none of those structures will work for us reach out to us on the app reach out to us on instagram reach out to us on our website and let us know and we are always happy to kind of help and address and and hey maybe we'll talk about it on another podcast soon as well someone came up with a structure we would never heard of and it sounded amazing then we might talk about that too. Um, But yeah, guys, it's been amazing. Liam, thank you very much. Loz, thank you very much. Uh, Fantastic, yeah. It's been great talking to you guys and we'll see everybody else in the next podcast. See you
0: soon. Hold up, what was that?